You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <clears throat> Man, something Ooh. in my throat. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> this is Black Guy Therapy, and this is a unique Black Guy Therapy because we are in quarantine, everybody. Um, yes, so usually we're all in the same room. However, we're not in the same room today. So I am here. Uh, in my house with all the recording equipment <laughs> and we got Joel on the line and we also have I'm Henry here. on the line. So the whole crew is here today. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. Uh, first time doing this from, from my house, which is a, a rock throw from your house. Literally, literally. This is, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting, but Hey, this is something that we had to do. Because it's been what two yeah. weeks since we've since we've come out with an episode, and um, you know that that's not fair to our listeners. Yeah, agree. But before we get into this, I always like I start every uh, episode off. Black Guy Therapy, welcome. This is your first time uh, listening to us. We want to say welcome. Um, we are a therapeutic podcast. We can't say that enough. We're a therapeutic podcast for black men um people of color just to come and vent about issues that generally they don't vent about or talk to with others in their daily life now uh, we always say and henry always exactly i was gonna say and henry always says hey look we for everybody we and if you hear and joel echoes that he's like if you hear and you listening hopefully you get something from this today so um yep. want to give a shout out to one of our new followers um i got a notification that somebody else favorite favorited our podcast this morning so that was that was a good feeling to get so shout out to you whoever you are (laughs) ma'am who did you pay pay for that you know i don't know i don't know um but i ain't got no money right now because i ain't been working so (laughs) we're going to figure something out (laughs) join the club man um i'm broke exactly exactly so first let me let me just let me it's been two weeks. I know we've seen each other in the past two weeks because we all live kind of within stone's throw of each other. Um, but first, we'll start with you, Joe. How, how have things been? Man, you know, no complaints. It's good. We we healthy. Uh, as of right now, everybody's healthy. Everybody's same, same. You know, the kids are on the routine, doing their schooling still. You still do recess to get them out, get that vitamin D that they're not telling you you need. Uh, we, we ordered our elderberry with the vitamin C in it, so so we're on a supplement uh, to to boost our immune system, just to kind of go along with everything. So so we good, no complaints. Perfect, Henry. How about you? Very good, man. You know I'm in prison right now, man. <laughs> you in prison, but this you take me back to my this take me back to my juvenile days, man. When I was locked up, this ain't nothing new. I'm used to this. But but so so with everybody playing dominoes, what that counts too. What is quarantine to me? Huh? <laughs> I said with everybody playing dominoes. Well, you know, in the, in the, well, you know, in the penitentiary, you get a you get a you get some time on the yard. <laughs> That's true. I, I ain't gonna front. You get I, time look, on the yard. I've been down your house and played dominoes during this period, so I'm not. I'm. I can't even. I can't even stunt like I like I don't do it. Yeah, I mean, we got pre-screening. You know, I got a. Uh, a head thermometer now. So you hit the so you hit the door now and I just hit you on your forehead with that thermometer to make sure you ain't got no temperature. <laughs> okay. And then you're good to go for now. 
Perfect, perfect. I don't even have one of those. I probably need one of those, but I don't have one. I got the old school sticking under your tongue. So right. Well, I don't think you want everybody to put the thermometer in their mouth. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, um, any any anything on anybody's mind before we get started today? We usually do this. This biological weapon that they done created. Who is they? Actually, don't, don't answer know. that. Whoever don't they, answer that. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> whoever, whoever they is, needs on chillax. You got to relax, as my boy Nori would say. <laughs> Joel, you got anything? You know, I, I, it's something I do want to share. So at, at my current place of employment, we, we have this new push for diversity and inclusion. And this is way off of the topic, but I think it's still worth worth talking about because we did an episode called Racial Anxiety before. Okay. And I can't help but to feel like the reason why this push is so significant is because it's going to fit somebody's agenda, uh, more than likely uh, going to help them get a promotion. But it, I'm, I'm still trying to take advantage of the opportunity to do what I can to bring awareness to certain situations that are legit and then from there see what happens. But Man, I swear I cannot shake the feeling that there's always something else to play. Okay, well let's 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 kind of unpack that then. So you're saying at your your place uh, your place of employment, um, there's a big push for diversity and inclusion. Is that is that kind of what I'm getting? Yes. Okay, and you think that there's maybe some ulterior motive to it? Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I do. So my personal belief is somebody feels like they should have promotion to a higher level than where they are now. And one of the ways to kind of bolster their resume is to show something that they've done to improve not just the organization, but something that really does need to be addressed. What up, what up? I'm some sense podcast. I'll be back. I'll be back in general. Uh, hold on. What was it, Henry? <laughs> Hello. You was talking to somebody. Yeah, I did I did I come back in? You yeah, sure my did. bad. <laughs> um, my bad. Okay. <laughs> um. So so Joe, you think that that some it could be somebody who's trying to boost their resume to, to move up to, and that's why they're are they pushing it? Is that is that? I just want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Yes. Yes. You. Yes. They are pushing it like hardcore pushing it, and I mean creating steering committees and subcommittees and, and goals and all this other stuff, getting executive sponsorship, just a whole lot of effort. But we've already got some things that are similar to this in other parts of the organization. So for me, it's like the person who's starting it, why would they, why did they start this and not just join forces with some things that are already in place? So it makes me think, well, you, that, you know, you hit the head, yeah, you hit the head, you hit the nail on the head, Joe. You know what it is. Yeah, and that's the problem. I was trying to. It ain't gonna give hands much about it, brother. <laughs> so what do you think it is, Henry? If it looks like a duck, quack like a duck. It's a duck. They, I mean, if if you if all these pro- pro- things are in place already, why try to create a whole different a whole different system? When it's already there, yeah, 
Well, I, let me let me and right. and I'm 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 gonna come at this from a different angle, maybe a different angle. I'm not even sure if, if I'm gonna come at a different angle or not. But um, what is what is to say? I mean, let's think about it. We're in a new we're in a new age right now, right? We're in a mm-hmm. we're in an age where yeah. everybody is paying attention to everything, right? I mean, you can't even say something, and I mean, God forbid you do something. 20 years ago and you're running for public office, it's going to come up now. I mean, what we can use was, was Brett Kavanaugh. Remember what he, what he say? He got drunk at a party or something. And some woman said that he touched her and he's like, dude, I, I don't know. I was drunk. And that was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Right. Um, so yeah. I say all that to say, do you think that companies are starting to realize that, Hey, we don't have any diversity nor have we ever, at our at these companies maybe it's time to make a change yeah yeah absolutely but the problem is we already have a group specifically designed to handle that and we have uh resource groups again specifically designed for that so we already have two things designed to place already yeah and again i don't think it's anything wrong with it but i'm I'm strictly referring to the episode we did called Racial Anxiety, where I don't know. And since I don't know, I'm afraid that it's probably what I think it is, like what he was saying. I don't know for sure. It's just that's my yeah. fear. So what so, happens? But my what thing happens? is, if it's already in place, why we can't? Why you can't add your take to what's already in place and make it better? Yeah. Why do you have to go out on a limb to create a whole different thing? Like, ah, right, y'all didn't know what y'all was doing. That didn't work. Let's let's scrap that idea and start over from scratch. But you're pretty much going to be doing the same thing. Right. Have they put in, I mean, have they reached out to any of the other groups for input? Nope, not yet. Now we they've reached out to our human resources group to kind of get some statistics, to get an idea of where the company stands as far as, uh, uh, salary and employment percentages and numbers and how many of this group we have and this group and you know there's some good information that's going to come from it so that's why I'm all the way down for what we're trying to get done I just don't know if the person that really is kind of behind the whole movement I don't know what their motive is and that for me is kind of frustrating a little bit so Joe, let me ask you this. So this group, this this, this group that's putting the new movement together, do you, have you seen them? Do you know who they are? I do. Okay. What, so if I had to, if I had to take a, you work directly with them. So how many mm-hmm. of them in the group? So there's it, it's multiple groups. We have one group is just called People of Color. Then we have one mm-hmm. for women. And okay, the person who kind of chaired all this. Is the same person. So, so they, they, they 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 the chair for they the chair for both of them. Basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all credit would come to them. Okay. Ah, so, so you feel like you're getting used. Of, yeah, that's how I feel. Like so, maybe I'm being yeah. used as a tool to boost somebody else's resume. So, but we're talking about racial anxiety, right? Yes. Okay. So the I, I, the first group you said was people of color mm-hmm. is the head of that group a person of color so we have subcommittees so in our subcommittee oh, people of color <laughs> that's one that I'm part of. 
Okay. And our subcommittee, yes, it's a, it's a person of color, and then everybody in it is a person of color. Okay. But it, but so that again, one is strictly a group for people of color. Period. So if you if you're if you're fair toned skin, you can't be in this group. It's not even that you can't, because they're still looking for uh, advocates and, okay. and executive sponsorship, and obviously our executives are not going to be people of color. Correct. So it's so not this, solely for, but gotcha. it's meant to to bring light to certain things that exist in the organization. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so the, the 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 group for the women. Mm-hmm. What does that what the, what does that makeup look like? Uh, predominantly all all white folks. Hmm. Okay. All white women. But the person that the the person that's on the chair and pretty much for that's that's pretty much on the board or the head is on both groups, right? Yeah. Hmm. So could this be that? They're getting information from one group and and pretty much pushing those ideas on the other group. Yes, absolutely. And some of the things suggested were well, as far as the way you build out and and kind of create everything, you can use what's already been done by the women's group mm-hmm. and and build off of that. Use that as as your baseline and then build from there. So again, if it looks like a duck <laughs> and it quacks like a duck. Hey Todd, what are we working with? Yeah, uh, it may be a duck, but so and <laughs> and I and I and I get what I get what you're saying, Joel, because <clears throat> you know I'm always leery, especially now. Um, I you know I think maybe in my younger days I probably wasn't as leery just because I was kind of naive, and uh, mm-hmm. you know now being an older man, like uh, and 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 reading the 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 books and, and the liberation type books I read, I, I can I now see through some things. Um, so right. when you, when you see this type of stuff going on in your organization and I've seen it in mine, like when, you know, somebody's like, Hey, let's make this, let's make that. And it's supposed to benefit us, but yet it's not ran by us. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm always kind of leery because again, just like you, what, what is your motive? And see, one of my, my yeah. biggest fears is that, you know, if if I am the person who, who talks out, or not even talks out, but one of the persons in that group um, that it's supposed to be benefiting, and let's say I'm a vocal leader, right? And then let's say they promote me. You know what I'm saying? How is that, A, I'm going to feel some type of way because I feel like I, I just got used as a pawn. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. like, hey, look, we, we created this, committee this person did awesome we're going to promote this person you know what i'm saying it was like they yeah. it's like they purposely did these steps to see somebody come out to you know to move that person in said spot for whatever purpose now i know at at at, at some organizations where the obviously like you said before top heavy ain't no ain't no people of color at the top so, you know, right. now they're trying to backpedal and trying to put people of color in positions at the top. You know, I'm in an organization where they did just that. You know, they, they literally promoted someone um, of color um, who probably wouldn't have got promoted other than, you know, for the fact that they were a person of color. And, and I hate right. to say that, but like 
I see through some things. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to look past the wall. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, what they say? Um, uh, listen with your with your third ear or whatever. See it with your third eye. Yeah. So so I yeah. understand what yeah. you what you're saying, man. I understand that, and that's tough because you don't you do not know what it, what they are doing yeah. or or what. The, what the move is and and like like i said before that's always my biggest fear like if i got promoted after you know some big push and then everybody's looking at me with like you you only got it because of x y and z you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so is that how you and, feel kind of <laughs> yes and and quickly after everything started going with the diversity and inclusion movement there was a promotion that was done that a lot of people had issue with that was a person of color not uh you know, uh, uh, of African descent, but still yet a person of color. Yeah. So it's like everybody feels like the only reason why that person got that promotion was because of this new push. So it's like it's kind of unfair to that person, but at the same time, it's like, well, is it? it it's right. No, no. Right. So, you you don't, and that's that's the crazy part about it. You just don't know. <laughs> um. And, and I guess all three of us, you know, we all have these unique backgrounds where all three of us own our own business, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. um, essentially we're our own I bosses. I, I don't, I don't, I don't own anything. You, you don't own nothing. <laughs> well, I, well, I'll tell you what, no, I don't own anything. I don't own nothing right now. Cause I need uh, to get my sorry, money from quit, the government. <laughs> quit, quit, putting my, quit putting my business in the street. <laughs> you, look you're on the podcast you're already in the street boss right you're all in the street so across the world coming soon flash flash lonely at the top mm-hmm. yeah i've been saying it i think now it's the perfect time to go and work on my solo career well you got all the time to do yeah, it i've been now. saying it for a while right. i know right. i know right we locked in i'll tell you what i will i will rent you my equipment no, no, I'm gonna do it off my computer. <laughs> All right, well, you have fun with that. I'm cheap. You have fun with that. But no, man, yeah, it's yeah, it sounds like somebody's definitely trying to benefit from that, Joe. Definitely, but I don't know who's trying to benefit from it. Yeah. Because man. if one one if one group is feeding the individual on both boards, and that individual is relaying the message to another group. Yeah, it sound kind of fishing to me. Yeah, but then I didn't mean to hijack the show with that topic, but no, I, that is something you know. No, I mean, with this, yeah, yeah. this is what we're here for. This is what 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 do we say every time we record? We're a therapeutic podcast. Like somebody needed therapy to hear podcast. that. So yeah, um, somebody somebody need to hear that today. Literally. So and and I mean, I guess at this point. Now that we're talking about this, let's just let's just keep on going for a minute anyway. Okay. Um, but it makes me think about something else. When we're talking about diversity in in the workplace, when we're talking about moving people up, um, you know, and bringing more people in of color, right? Especially into these mm-hmm. into private sector jobs, into um, government, anything, right? Um, we talk about in, in inclusion and diversity, but but we never talk about equity. You know what I'm saying? Like what we can bring to the table. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and back to what you were saying, Joel, I always wonder if, if, you know, it's, it's kind of the double-edged sword. It's like, well, you know, I don't want to go up because I'm going to feel as if I have let my people down. Right. 
But at the same time, yeah. it's like I have to go up because I am the equity. I am that racial equity. I can bring a different look to this. I can bring a different uh, topic to this. I can bring something to the table that was not here before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, not to, not to cut you off, uh, Todd, but my thing is, why do why are we still in the day and age where people have the mentality that if I move up, I'm going to have to leave my people behind? Well, that's, why can't your people come with you? That's well, historical. And that's, <laughs> yeah, but and, and also, I believe there is some historical implications to that, but the, the bigger piece of that, I think, is just being realistic about what the corporate land, landscape and, and structure looks like. Even if I were to get there, if I were to be a senior director or an executive or whatever, the reality is I would probably be one of the few. So even if I tried to bring people up behind me, how many do I really believe honestly are going to be there? You get what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, I don't. It, it's always going to be controlled by the people who make the decision. And until the company is predominantly something different, then that's going to be the case. And again, that's where the anxiety piece comes in for me because, like Kyle said, even if I'm trying my best to do the right thing and I'm, I'm going through and I'm, I'm checking all the boxes, making sure that I haven't forgotten how I got to where I got, where I came from, I'm trying to make sure that my people have opportunities, the case is that our executive team is still predominantly white. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that yeah yeah I get it. So that goes to that it goes to that we need to start doing things more of on our own. Mm-hmm. Now that's easier said than done. I get it, but they can't tell us how to do it if we run it, if we own it. I agree. Like, you 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 own your own business. We. In this day and age, we're smart enough as a people, as a whole, to be able to do the same things, build these same companies, and own everything on our own. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? I think I think we can. I think we can. And see, so I, I get. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Good. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, good. I'm sorry. No, you might. No, no, you your, your point might lead into what I say. I don't know. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like it's just it doesn't make sense to me. Like we're still stuck in that same place. Now I believe we can do it. We just got to get out our own way, pretty much. Yeah, I, I agree. With I that. believe it, I believe we are in our own way to where we're we are handicapped. We'll handicap ourselves or, or, or cripple ourselves to the point where we can't get to the next level because we don't want to share what we have, the information that we have, or share the ideas, or split pretty much essentially what it's going to be, the profit, with someone that looks like us, but we'll split it with someone we don't even know. Right, yeah. and and, go, and you go back to, that's, that's history. I mean, history shows us that, I mean, the best way, even, even the best way to win a war, right? The best way to win a war is to, to divide and conquer, right? I mean, we know that. Correct. Um, but you look know, at North and South Korea. Yeah, well, that's that's a whole nother situation over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother situation. Uh, but I will say this, you know, back back to your point, Joel, when we're talking about the system, right? 
um and you said how do you know what you say how do you how do you know like you, you're doing all the right things you're and you want to bring your people up right and um try to get them in um but mm-hmm. but essentially let, let's be real if if the system is out of balance, like you say, I mean, you're saying, look, our whole top, the whole top part of our structure is white. It's Caucasian, right? Um, if if our whole top system is this, then our system's out of balance, right? So if if a system like that is out of balance, because when I look at organizations, I always think of a of a pyramid, right? All the the the, the top part is is the smallest part with the most money, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, going back down, I, 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 the point I'm trying to make, if we flip that thing upside down, we're going to see that the system is out of balance. Right. Because if you yep. flip a pyramid upside down, it teeters on the on the on the, the point. Right. Yeah. It's going to tip over. So mm-hmm. when the system's out of balance, um, you know, let's be real in 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 the workforce. People of color feel the impacts the most. Right. And yeah. and an imbalanced system. If a system's imbalanced, what's going to happen? Everybody going to pay and everybody going to pay who's at the bottom. I mean, let's just use this COVID-19 thing as a, as a, as an example, right? Like our system in the United States is out of balance. So because our system's out of balance, you see, we, we have our government scrambling, trying to help people, trying to pay, trying to do this, trying to do that, where there are other countries. Let's take Canada, for example. Canada's paying their people $2,000 a month to, until, what, the end of the year, and their health care is covered and all mm-hmm. this and that, right? And 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 it's like nothing happened over there, like, other than, you know, people not being in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, I guess the point I'm trying to make is when the system's out of balance, people of color like us suffer the most. That's the point yeah. I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agree. And it's funny, I was talking to a guy I worked with, and he was saying that, uh, because, you know, we're doing everything virtually right now. So I was talking to him the other day, and he said somebody came to his door trying to sell vacuums in the midst of all of this, with social distancing and everything else, trying to get in the house to come talk to him about this vacuum. And I was like, well, you know what that means, right? That means if he ain't selling vacuums, he's going to get fired. And it's, just, it's kind of sad to, to know that the workforce is the immediate people that get impacted. In the workforce, in most places, the peons, so you know, as a term of endearment, but the people who are doing all the work to make sure the doors stay open are generally people of color. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so the ones that get in, like Todd said, the ones who get impacted first, it's generally going to be the people of color. It's going to be the people who actually keep the ship sailing. Yep. And and even then, it's I mean, hard. generally, like I said, we we do. Like you said, people of color at the bottom, like, yes, we're going to feel the impacts and we're going to feel the impacts even more just because of the plight of of the black man in America. Right. But we Mm -hmm. can't we can't forget that there are poor whites, poor whatever else is in America. Right. There's poor whites, poor Mm -hmm. blacks, poor everything. And that's the problem. The problem is that we put ourselves in buckets. If we realized our power. Right. If 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 I'm a white dude and I'm like, hey. Come over here, black dude. We're going to figure this out together. And we can take on, we can, you know, we can reverse it on the corporation, take on them and make them do what we want to do. Because we, because essentially you are doing the work. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that's where people, people, people forget. Um, I mean, take Martin Luther King in, in the, uh, 
was it the Poor People's Movement that Martin Luther King was was, was pushing in in the in the rural South, where he had he had put together or he got a group a large group of poor whites and poor blacks to stand up to their governments to ask for change. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. And that if if we understood that and 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 like Henry says he don't read books but it's like. They don't want us to read for a reason, right? Because when we see these things, when we see these things in history, and we're like, oh, crap, we can do that now. Think about all all these movements that are going on right now. Obviously, not much is moving right now, but any movement in America um, that you've seen recently, it's not nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. It has all been replicated and done before through another period of time in this country or in this world. My question to that is, who's going to be the sacrifice for that? Because you know what comes behind those movements. That's the question. And and who who becomes a sacrifice? What ha- what needs to happen, if, if you're going to do it the right way and you want to make it succeed, you got to get a group of people who are like, look, I am willing to die for this shit. So what you got to yeah, do, correct. And, 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 I'll, and, maybe, and maybe I'm biased because I am a fan of the Black Panther Party, but the Black Panther Party had it set up correctly before you can even come into their party you had to go through their schooling what was it like 10 or 12 weeks of their education system so you knew how it worked from top to bottom so if one person got picked off the next person could step in and finish the job that's and then what did what did they what did they eventually do to one of the founding members of the black Panther party well one one of the one of the well, one of the founding members, the founding member, I think they, um, they well, they made them addicted to drugs. I think that that was planned. I don't think that Mister so, Newton. But this is no, no, it was planned. It was planned. You're right. You hit the you hit the nail on the head. But my thing is, this party was so tight. It was a brotherhood, a sisterhood for people of color. That some one individual, because you probably couldn't get close to this individual unless you. Unless you was high ranked up there, mm-hmm. so it took one individual to feed him or give him that foolishness, and it destroyed a whole movement. Exactly, and I mean, think about it. You're gonna have people do that in anything that you do. There's always gonna be one yeah. person that's gonna try to destroy it. Yeah. But my thing was that <clears throat> I'm talking about the back to of, of us hurting ourselves. It took a person. We 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 so selfish as a people that. All we have to do is see a shiny coin, because that's pretty much what he was probably, the individual was probably offered, a little piece of change to get him addicted to this, and then boom, destroyed the whole party. Yeah, well, I mean. So we'll, we'll, we'll sell our souls for money before we'll, before, rather than see our own people grow in unison. And, Joe, and Joe, that's you have where that, yeah. That, yeah, I was that's where that whole 400 years to 300 years worth of trauma comes into play. Like, we also have to understand that, yeah, we got a lot of issues within our race, but a lot of the issues that we have, we didn't wake up and just decide that, you know what, we should start treating each other this way. We should start doing this or not doing this. It was a plan, and the plan worked. And and I think that needs to be acknowledged and, and, and it needs to be acknowledged on both sides. So unfortunately, 
I think about my folks that grew up in the neighborhood and come from a family where that generational curse of my mama didn't have a husband, but she had two or three kids. One of the kids had two or three kids. One of them kids had two or three kids. And they keep living in the same house, doing the same thing, living under the same rules and regulations of that community in which they come from. It ain't right. But if that's all you know, it's going to take more than just you decide to change your mind one day. You know what I mean? And that's kind of mm-hmm. where we are. So, so like even talking right now, one of the things that I saw that I was like, that's interesting, is that uh, unlearn and relearning your children. So we talk about the school systems and what they teach our kids. Right now, we have 100% authority over what our kids learn. We control the information that goes in. What are we doing with the time and what are we putting into them? And and that's where it goes beyond just that. But also, when we start talking about entrepreneurship, how high of the level of importance are we giving that in terms of being successful in this country? Or are we saying, you need to figure out what college you're going to. You need to figure out what company you're going to work for. You need to figure out uh, who you're going to report. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think you're doing that part enough for people who have made it out of the trap. Yeah. I can agree there. Yeah. I can agree there. Um, and, and you know, and speaking of, you know, what you're saying right now, because ain't nobody school in. <laughs> um, right now, you have 100% of your, of your child's curriculum. You hit that, you hit mm-hmm. that on the head now, hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, and, and I want to say, and I read this article yesterday. But there are a group of people, in, and this study was just done in the United States. I think it was a poll, actually. But there are parents who are fatigued because their kid is around all the time. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I was telling um, Victoria about this. I was like, look, you know, there's a whole group of people in the United States who are in love with the idea of having children, but not in love with the idea of raising them. And and right now you are having to raise your child. Now you are seeing who who's coming out on top here. The people who who really were in it, and then the people just who in love with who were in love with the idea. Mm-hmm. So I just think yep. that's something to be said there. It is, and and that's a bigger issue too. That I'm so glad you brought that up because even the stuff that we do with the business that we have is directly correlated to that one thing. Being married, number one, the idea of being married for some people is so cool until you actually get married and you realize it's hard. Being a parent. Yeah, until you walk through that door. Yes. Yeah. Being a parent is cool until you actually got kids and they're crying or they're sick Mm -hmm. and and you can't make it better. Or you're so used to somebody else taking care of them all day that when it's your turn, you're not prepared, you're not capable, you're not equipped with those tools. It's a very slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking like, what do you, the, the, and I'm going to say this, and I hope no one, none of our listeners, especially our women listeners, I hope they understand what I'm saying when I say this. One of the greatest jobs a woman can have is a mother. Staying I agree. Home, taking care of your children, raising them up in the way that they should be raised, making your house what it should be. Like, there's something special to be said about somebody who can do that and who loves to do that. It's, it's a lot of parents out there by default because they got kids. 
it's not a whole lot of people that love the idea, I mean, love the actual act of being a parent. They love that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't say the standing home part. I, I wouldn't agree with that part, but I would agree with it. It, 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 it takes a special individual to be a mother. Mm-hmm. It takes a very special individual to be a mother. As far as it takes a it takes a special individual to be a father too. It does. So don't don't let me let's not exclude them, but mm-hmm. but it, for a mother. That is so, like that, to be a mother, is that is like one of the greatest gifts that I believe a, a woman has. Yeah. Because their patience levels, their patience levels, I know me, my patience, hey, I can only, I can only deal with it so much and I got to go get away from everything. Yeah. But the, a mother, they, they, they don't want to get, well, I'm, I'm, I hope nobody takes this one. Good mothers. Yeah. They don't. They they can't they can't fathom not the not knowing of where the child is or not knowing mm-hmm. not being there. Twenty five. My 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 wife got this. My girlfriend got this. Whoever they got the mm-hmm. kid. I know the child is good. So now I can go focus on what I need to focus on. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And and again. That's a huge part of that idea, the concept of being married. When I decide I want to get married, what type of person am I selecting? What are the, what are the criteria mm-hmm. that I'm using? What is it based mm-hmm. on? Because unfortunately, most times, at least in my situation, until I actually found the woman I wanted to get married to for real, for real, I didn't have a, a real strict criteria. I didn't have... A, a moral or ethical code that I was using to define what I was expecting from that other person. It was based off of goofy stuff. So that means I more than likely could have gotten involved with somebody who would have been a horrible person to me, but even worse than that, a horrible mother. We're not thinking about that type of stuff. At least, let me say Joel. Joel was not thinking about that type of stuff early on. So if I would have messed around and had some kids with this woman and this woman and this woman, then I knew I shouldn't have been with in the first place, I'd be messed up. You know what I mean? So I think that we, again, just looking at the current state of the world, we got so much opportunity to not just help our kids understand who they are, where they come from, uh, ways that they can improve their quality of life that's not based on society standards of the American dream, but also, what do you really want for yourself? What do you want to leave the world when you're dead and you're gone what do you want the world to be saying about you once you're gone? What did your team saying don't say? So these are all the things that we're talking about in our house. So Sincere, one of the things he does, he does a project every Wednesday where he has to do an actual presentation about a person of color and what they presented to the world, the struggles that they went through, uh, and then how it impacts him directly. And, and being able to connect all of those dots, I think that that helps to round out a kid or a person, not just a kid, but a person in general. And that's what I want. I want my kids to be well-rounded. I want them to be thoughtful. I want them to be mindful of their impact, their carbon footprint, you know, just the, whatever they're going to leave this world with, I need them to be aware of it. That makes perfect sense. And see, my whole, my, yeah, it makes sense. But my whole thing is when I leave the world, I don't, 
I don't so much care what the world thinks of me, opposed to what my family thinks of me. Because you got some people. Martin Luther King was one of probably the nicest, kindest men in the world in the world mm-hmm. that ever walked the planet. But they'll bring up things that that wasn't even. I mean, it was part of his life, but. What does that have to do with who he actually was? Yeah. As a person. Okay. Or they'll they'll go to Malcolm X and what he what he did in his younger years, they'll highlight more than what he did after he transitioned to become a better person. Yeah. Or let's go women let's 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 keep it on on, on women's standpoint. Maya Angelou, most people don't know that she was a prostitute at first. Mm-hmm. But you have some that know that know that as a woman and will downplay everything she done after that. Yeah. For the simple fact that she was what she was, but she found a way out of that situation to become a better person for herself. Yeah. yeah. And and that kind of brings up something for me. You know, we we've talked about a few historical figures, um, and you know, if you really, especially right now, because we all have time. We hate to say it, but we all have time. Um, I don't. If, I actually don't, though. So I, I promise I don't. Oh, you can make some. I promise you, you can. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you get, if you got time, which I know a lot of people who are listening, if you're listening, you probably got some time. Just go to the FBI website and read some of those um, unclassified documents about. Um, some historical black figures. I mean, they had tabs on everybody. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at all of these um, uh, historical figures. Any individual they figured was a threat. Yeah, yeah. And they and they kept tabs on it. And you'll see um, the smear campaigns that they tried to put on these people. Um, sure. Which is, and and, you know, Henry, back to your point. Why can't we get along? Why can't why can't we do it together? Because when you have people outside forces working against you, and you have outside forces smearing you all the time and telling your your own people that you're no good, eventually, if you say it enough times, somebody's gonna believe it. And and Absolutely. and that is what has happened. They've said it enough times, and now somebody believes it. And because of that, and the generations coming up behind them don't know any better, so they're gonna start believing it as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. and you know, I use this old, um, I use this old thing to 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 make a point here. So think about, and and this, I guess, this kind of ties into what we've been talking about. Think about coming up. Everybody want like, let's say back in the forties, fifties, sixties, it was all about you know integrating, right, being equal to. Um, the white man right and and you know we had black people who were entering workforces that were predominantly white and we were having or not even predominantly all white and then we had those pioneers who who went up the ladder you know you had those people who became managers and there was a whole group of people left behind and the man that black manager kept saying don't worry we're gonna get you here eventually it's gonna take some time now, mm-hmm. that has been, you cannot tell me that you've never heard that in your life from somebody of color in a high up position. Don't worry. It's yeah. going to, it's, it's just going to take some time, but it's going to happen. 
that mm-hmm. that is one of those things that if if it's been preached to you long enough, you start to believe it. And and for a long time, I believed. It. I said, like, "Oh yeah, you know that you know they're they're the only one." Eventually, somebody else is going to be there, right? But what you fail to realize is that mm-hmm. the only one that's the only position, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the quota, right? I met that quota. And when they're yeah. gone, then it'll be you, and then you'll tell the next person yep. the same thing, and then when you're gone, it'll be then them. I, yeah, thirty years later, it'll yeah. be you. Then thirty years after that, it'll be somebody else. And and, and that's that's how I illustrate it. Yeah, this day and age, though, we we don't even have to wait like that anymore. Exactly, and that was my next point. Boom. That was my next point. I was gonna say. You know, and I'm use the president as an example. When he came in, when the president came in, he cleared house and brought in all his guys, right? And and ladies, ladies and guys. Now, when you minus Ben Carson, what are all his guys? All of them white. All of them white, right? He brought in (laughs) he brought in all his own people, even and they came from businesses. They came from Fortune 500 companies, so they didn't even have no government experience, right? So you had a guy who brought in whoever he wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's it's funny because we'll get <clears throat> we get black people in these high positions at these corporations, and they keep telling us to wait. But you know when they're gone, and it's you know some other person, white person, they bring in their whole crew. That's because they got that they got that house Negro mentality. Exactly. I hate to say it, but that's what it is. House Negro know. If I be good, my bread is I'm gonna get massive good leftovers. Yeah. Why that? Why the field Negroes they eat slop. The same thing they feed them pigs, they eat nuts. Same thing they feed the cattle, they eat nuts. But I get to eat massive leftovers. Think how great I am to eat massive leftovers. Yeah, I, and I mean, like I said, I got the life right here. Yeah, like I said, that illustrates that point that we were talking about, they bring in their own people and, and here we are not trusting each other to keep telling each other to wait. We've, we've done it to ourselves. We've said it long enough and now we believe it. Well, I'm a, I'm a just keep waiting. I'm gonna keep waiting. And then you wait and then your whole life went by and you're like, well, damn, I ain't getting nothing. <laughs> yep. so. mm-hmm. 30 years mm-hmm. later, they tell you, they give you a gold watch. What's the old saying? They give you a gold watch and tell you, have a great life. Yep. You're 65 now. We, we don't got all we need out of you. Now you about to die by the next 10 years or so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. I mean, think about that. That's some food for thought. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's my and problem. During this time, man, I do. Go ahead. Like during this time, I, I do want to challenge our culture. Like, we see what's going on. It's, 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 it's being seen what's going, actually going on, man. Right now is the time that we all need to just really just come together. Yeah. Because we're going to, like, it's it, it's not even bad right now. It's bad, but it's not even, it's going to get much worse than this. As far as from an economical standpoint, because companies now, they're going to realize, okay, we can cut some of these jobs off and uh, we ain't got to have all these buildings no more. Because we're letting people work from home now. Right. And we're getting the same amount of work done. So, yeah, we ain't got to re. All them people we laid off, we ain't got to bring them back home. Yep. Unless business just picks up tremendously. Which, if they opened up the floodgates today or tomorrow morning, 
the thing opened up good Friday. I said, all right, you know what? We figured out a cure. Everything can go back to normal. How long do people actually think it's going to actually take for it to actually get back to normal? It's going to take a minute. It's going to it's going to still be down for a while because everybody has to get back accustomed to things. Yeah. First thing, schools, they probably won't reopen. So now you're going to have this child and you got to start planning what to do with this child for the summer. Then if you got laid off, some companies may not even hire you back based on how they're doing or until business picks up. So for that company, you have to wait and you're playing a waiting game. It's a lot of factors that's going in. So people right now at this time, man, anybody that's listening that knows somebody, I, I challenge you to link up with that person, put your pride to the side, learn something, partner up with that person and get you a business that can sustain, that you, they can build wealth for you. Yeah. That way, if something like this comes around again, you're prepared. You don't have to worry about where your next meal is going to come from. Yeah, or or look at jobs that are that are being deemed essential right now. If you if you look at the jobs that are being deemed essential, that will also give you an accurate um, depiction of if 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 the shit hit the fan, right? What's going to be available? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you who's I'll tell you who's who's hiring. Um, with open doors and and even and gi- even giving bonuses right now, the military. Think about that. Yeah, yeah, not, not surprising, but yep, makes sense. Yep, makes perfect sense, don't it? Some their mission yeah, has to go on. I, be, I don't know if I would be jumping on that board, but no, it is an option for some people. But no, but I'm making a point. I'm making a point that that the no 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 no, keep, no. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, they keep telling us that. Oh no no, that, that, we're, we're, you know we can't we can't send you to work. But yet that military is still working. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they oh, still yeah, enforcing yeah. stuff. Gonna work. So yeah, yeah what what, what needs are. to be working is working. Exactly. Working. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. What needs to be working yeah. is working. So oh yeah, don't get it twisted. Yeah. But yeah, that's I'm, right. I mean, I'm tripping on 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 the bounce back on the stock market. Like, how that thing going so good right now? That don't even make sense to me. Well, they they printed more money, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but but before them to get you to believe that it was going to be hurting, they had to let you see it first. Well, I mean, you're not going to like like for instance. When you were a child, your mom told you to sit down. And she told you, she said, I tell you again, I'm going to pop your butt. Mm-hmm. You ain't seen her pop your butt yet. So you like, I oh, ain't going to do nothing. She told you to sit down again, she popped that butt. Oh, so, oh, it's hurting. It's hurting now. But then they miraculously brought it back. The right. stock market was down, but now it's miraculously back. What changed? We're still losing people at a higher, enormous rate daily. Jobs are not, no, no jobs are being created right now during this time. You have some companies still hiring, like Amazon, because of the delivery. Mm-hmm. But what what really what really changed to make the stock market do an uptick like it's doing? An injection of what, $4 trillion, 
right? Or the three trillion. Never hurt. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and I never hurt. Yeah. Which is funny Correct, because but the United if that's States. It's that easy to change something. No, I'm sorry, Todd. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, that, let's, you know, even what you're saying, the, the stock market, um, let's be real. The United States plays with Monopoly money. Um, there was an interview mm-hmm. on, on 60 Minutes where they had the um, the Fed chair on, and he he kept saying, I don't know why people are, are pulling money out of banks and doing all this stuff. He's like, we're going to be fine. He said, we're the Fed. We'll just print more money. He said that on national TV. <laughs> Wow. So, and and it's true. We're we're not. We don't have a standard. We're not backed by anything. We, we, you're backed by the government of the United States. That's who backs you. Right. So, if they print more money, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's all they did. They printed more money, and made this illusion to make it look like, hey, everything is fine. And then your stock market, the imaginary money, went up. So, now don't get me wrong. I but profited off of it. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> so. There you go. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people did because my, I, I made, I made a couple of dollars off of it, but still, think about the ones, the people that lost their time when it, when it took that downturn, lost their entire life savings in that. Yeah, I feel for those people. Hope it bounced back. So, so the people, some people, that, that's the, that's the game and the and the business that we are in as a, in this country. They're more than willing to risk your life, your pretty pretty much livelihood, for the benefit and gain of power and control. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got we got. I like, mean, that, that, go ahead, finish your point, sir. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no I, go I, ahead, I go need ahead, you Otis. to finish your point. No, go ahead, Otis. <laughs> no, Otis, I'm done. I can take a nap. <laughs> I was gonna say we we got like we got five minutes, so I just want to make sure you knew where we was at. So, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much done, man. Unless there's something y'all want to talk about real fast in these next five minutes. Well, you know how it is. The last five minutes, you know, we 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 leave the people with something, Around something 30. to think about. Yeah. So, uh, Henry, you want to start us off? I'm gonna go last. I'm looking up something right now. I'm gonna jump on this computer real quick. Okay, Joe, you wanna go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it. Yeah, I will. That's cool. Um, I, I'll just say this again. This is a great opportunity, as everybody on this podcast has already stated. This is an opportunity for us to control the curriculum. An opportunity for us to control what our kids think is the the right way and the wrong way to to act. Or, or and not even act, but how to interact with the world. We're controlling all of this right now. There's trauma that is historic in our culture. What better way to remove that than to start new trends, new habits, share new information, start just start new. And I'm just really excited about what I'm seeing from from my kids just as a result of this. My my three year old's about to be reading soon. My eleven year old is learning so much more about people from his culture that he didn't know before that he never learned in school. So it's just Imagine it's a good that. time. Yeah. Right. So I I'm just excited to, to see what this is gonna bring long term. Awesome. And I you know, I'll say this, uh, echoing what you said, hey, yeah, teach your kids, you got them at home right now. Don't 
don't just send them in a room with an iPad, but but get on them. Uh, another thing, and obviously there's some unintended consequences from this. Um, our planet is actually getting a little bit better. Um, pollution is down, and our mm-hmm. rivers and streams are clearing up in some places. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing that I've noticed is that more and more people are getting out and moving around. Um, what this has done, it has slowed down a lot of people, and a lot of people realize that they need time for themselves, or maybe they're just bored out of their damn mind. Um, but I now see mm-hmm. more people walking in the neighborhood. I see people walking at the park. I saw some people on some roller skates the other day at the park, and it made me so happy because, um, especially people of color, we get in a groove and we don't we don't move our bodies, and then we have these uh, ailments. And right now, we know that COVID um, uh, uh, disproportionately affects. Uh, African Americans more uh, than anybody else, and that's for a couple different reasons. Um, one is because that. <laughs> well, one is because we do live in uh, we, majority of us tend to live in densely populated areas, and the other reason is that uh, a lot of our people have underlying health conditions that we never take care of. So, take care of yourself, get out, move, because we don't want to see you uh, leave this side of the planet. Or this side of the, the earth. Uh Henry, round us out, buddy. All right, I got I got two quotes I wanna read here for my people. First one is challenges make you discover things about yourself that you really that you never really knew. Just Le Tyson said that. So go through that, listen to that again, rewind it, listen to it again, figure it out. Another one is by my guy, the gold of boxing, Muhammad Ali, he said, it isn't the mountain ahead to climb that wear you down. It's the pebble in your shoe. Take time to think about what he's saying. Yep. Don't worry about the small pictures, the small things in life. Focus on the bigger pictures and you'll get to your goal. Yep. There you go. And, um, hopefully our all our episodes won't be like this going forward hopefully we'll be back in all together in the same room um but as of right now COVID, no, joe joe ain't never going to the same room with us again man well right now covid's got us down he, <laughs> so he ain't coming out his out his four walls but he's also freaking <laughs> yeah but anyway y'all so um we ain't got nothing else to say y'all we run out of time so we out peace, peace.